I'm coming out. Oh yes, I'm coming out. Welcome to a landmark podcast, episode 30. That's right, 30 here on Wednesday, the 13th of May in East London. It's Lockdown Live and Uncut with Danny and Larry. Hiya, and we're coming out, but not in a gay way. No. <laughs> Although we are feeling very gay, but oh, very... We're not, we're not coming out, actually. <laughs> Everyone else is coming out. Yes. We thought we'd talk about... coming, coming out. out. <laughs> well, I, I was out today, Larry. We'll talk about, you know, what, what a day it's been. What a day. It's. Uh, would you believe that it's seven weeks yesterday, or was it seven weeks Monday? I keep forgetting, you know, listening to... Um, Certain sectors. Unfortunately, I made the mishap of listening to a bit of the six o'clock news, which um, on the BBC, which is enough to cause anyone to not just come out, but to go running out screaming. Um, but uh, I won't talk about what was on the news because it's just nothing of nothing as usual. So uh, eventually they'll get the message that there's nothing to talk about and they don't really have any pertinent jobs. And how in heaven's name, Larry, did they get on the list of key workers? I don't know. Yes, I think we all know how they got on that list of key workers. <coughs> anyway, anyway, enough about that. But uh, yeah, today, while we're talking about I'm coming out, we've got a whole lot of things to come through. The uh, In terms of no win, no fee. Everybody's coming out. There's people going to work and they think there's going to be uh, something going on there. And also, the the mainstream media are, are avoiding. They seem to be making a bit of politics about... Um, the disease being a bit of um, a race thing, but they're missing out the key factual thing, which is if you take the C out of fact, you see what I did there? Yeah. We've got the word. Um, so coming out, yes, today. What a day. It's the F word. I don't know why we're so it's also... Wednesday the 13th, yeah. but we won't talk about that just yet, Larry. Hold back, hold it, hold yeah. it now, hold that thought. But today I've had quite a um, up and down day, literally. Up and down on my... Uh, bike first day trying out with the uh, tt bars time trial bars and uh, i was pedaling away and after a few minutes my gears locked and then went down into the lowest gear and i couldn't change i thought oh what's happened so um, after when was it i think on the saturday i'd fitted the new saddle tried that out worked it fine and then uh, yesterday i fitted the tt bars and and as i say this morning i was doing my first workout couldn't work it out. Got um, pretty annoyed with it because I was getting all ready to go and found that uh, I thought, okay, so the gears aren't working. What have I changed? You know, so I was using my uh, engineering degree there, Larry. You know, it's um, yeah. sometimes you got to work it out. And uh, I thought, yeah. okay, I've put the bars on. Yes, so the, the gears the were working yesterday. Yeah. The answer was in your hands. Yes, literally in my hands. So I got hold of one of those uh, Allen keys, and I went on the side where the gears, so we've got, you can go on the chain, chain ring operates from the left, and then the rear derailleur is from the right. So it's the rear ones that weren't working properly. So I looked at the TT bar, loosened with the Allen key, and I barely tweaked it a little bit, and then all of a sudden, gung, 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 all the gears are working fine. But of course I'd loosened it when I was back on, in my opinion, the TT bars weren't tight enough to go on a road. So I packed them in the box and the saddle and took them back. 
Yeah, but so it could have been worse. I returned. Could have been worse, Danny. Could have been much worse. You could have been thirty miles away when it when it happened. Yeah, with no with no Allen keys. No, no Allen keys. Um, but really, would would I have done that? And it would have been a long ride back in first gear. <laughs> walk. It? Yeah, in first gear, sort of plodding, <laughs> with doing legs, doing like a two two hundred RPM, um, <laughs> pedaling back, you know, through <laughs> Epping Forest, thinking, <laughs> am I ever gonna get home? And freewheeling, you know, because obviously, you, you know, freewheeling at 10 mile an hour, because when you're in first gear, you, it's only suitable for like a one in five mountain mm. going up. Um, so, um, yes, it, it could have been worse. But uh, thankfully, I was just packed in a box, done a refund and uh, got the box. But this then led me to um, part of the day. So whilst I was battling through all that and thinking, oh, whatever, and then I put took the TT bars off, took the saddle off, that TT uh, saddle, special saddle, and then put my original one back on. And I thought, oof, that took a lot of time. So my run that I was going to do, because it was o- I was only going to do about 20 minutes on the bike and I only managed like three. And then uh, by the time I packed everything, I was going to do a nice um, sort of 10 mile, 12 mile run. But I just ended up doing like a, just a quick six kilometer round the block. That suited me fine. And uh, but as I packed the stuff, I went to um, I had three choices of a return on this item, which I found a bit bizarre because I normally don't do returns with this company. They gave me three choices. Two of them I had to pay to return it and I needed a printer. Uh, I I know, Larry, you've got a printer. Um, And then one of the choices was free. And it said, no printer required. So, obviously, which of the three choices did I go for? We go for the simplest free one. The free one, no printer required. So, Mm. I went with that, clicked all the buttons, and then I got to the end. It says, way, well done. You've done it. Here's your QR code. Show this when you get to the uh, store. (laughs) So, you take it back to a particular store. And I'll mention the uh, store because they were very good and very efficient. Um, But then they said, oh, we'll, we'll email you the full instructions of what to do. So I opened the email (laughs) and this is where you think left and right hand, really. Now, it clearly told me no printer required. Yeah. At the bottom of this email, it had the return instructions with something that I had to put print off and put inside the package so they knew who it came from. Yeah, well, look. Oh, man. You think, think who's who's come up with this process here? What are they doing? And They, um, weren't, they weren't descended from Einstein, that's No, sure. no. But uh, the QR code is, is enough to identify the package because I went on like, you know, the QR code's produced based on what you've selected on your items to return, what the order number was, and so on and so forth. So the QR code is enough in my opinion, um, obviously from my engineering background, but it clearly wasn't. But So I had a bit of a walk, and I'll talk about the walk and what was going on, but let me talk about uh, the store that I took you back to, which was Asda. And uh, they're the ones that do take these returns for this particular company. And i got to say, the lady there was uh, hyper-efficient. I opened up my email, showed my QR code, uh, she went to scan it. So we're all social distancing, Larry, by the way. Don't don't panic now. So we're all social distancing. So I had my arm out. She had her arm out. So, you know, we're double arms length away. She's trying to scan it. And would it work? 
no, no, the scan wouldn't work. So uh, she says, oh, this often happens with uh, this particular company. I, d I don't know why. I says, oh, maybe their QR codes are just a crock of... Mm. Anyway, so I said, uh, do you want me to read the number below the QR code? So she manually keyed it in. So I shouted the number, keyed it in, printed off the receipt for me, and then printed off the sticker that goes on the box, which identifies who I am, where it's come from, and what items are in the box. So why did I need to put that insert in there? I never know. But uh, a few things I'd spotted. On they don't know either. No, no. Um, I bet you when they open it, they go, who put this in here? Don't need that. Um, and they quickly <laughs> throw it away. Yeah, it's, um, I'd say some of the factories I used to work at from my engineering days, um, it was hilarious what went on. And this is back in the 80s. And I think some organisations just haven't moved on, have they? So here we are like 30 years on. Mind you, 1980s, that's uh, 40 years. Larry, I feel really old. 40 years ago. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I feel like a really old man now. Best thing you can say about that, though, is it's a lot more recent than most of the music yeah. Most of the music you choose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out. That was from the 70s, wasn't it? Eh? I, I, hope, I hope our audience have oh. uh, got an average age of 70. Well, they, they'll be hearing on. They the won't be recognising any of this stuff. Oh, I'm sure they will, because where I picked this up from uh, the YouTubes, uh, there's someone called Marin Lubic, and this was published on the 8th of Jan 2010. There you go. So it was a Motown song, and would you believe it was 1980? Yes, there you go. So 40 years ago, 40 years. So, But the thing that struck me on my walk, Larry, is that... Um, People are coming out. Yeah. Yes. They're coming out big time. Coming out. And they so love to queue. And did I didn't see one queue. Not two queues. I saw queues everywhere. But some of the things, and this is what I'd like to uh, discuss in terms of the coming out, is that um, I did see, I won't mention the name of the brand of the coffee shop, but I did see a coffee shop open and and it was full of people sitting in there drinking their coffees. I'm thinking it's like they haven't had a coffee in months. Well, they probably haven't had well. that branded coffee in months. Yeah. But why why the need to go in and have a coffee? Have they not worked out after seven weeks that you can just get your Nescafe, have a nice little instant blend? Oh, I'll filter coffee, use cafeteria. Yeah, or filter coffee. Yeah. Uh, have they not worked that one out? I, I, bet, I bet you when McDonald's opens and KFC, oh, bless you. Oh, by the way, I uh, I think I officially had COVID yesterday. Yeah, I've got it now. Yeah, we, we've yeah. both got COVID, you know. Yeah. No, it weren't. It's it was it. just a bit of a cold, okay? Um, the, because in today's news... new one-day COVID. Yeah, the one-day COVID, COVID light we've got. Yeah. Um, and we're not being, you know, dismissive of this or whatever, but some of the diet stuff... COVID. Go, yeah, diet COVID. Um. We're just trying to keep a light-hearted look COVID on things. Junior. <laughs> We're just trying to keep a light-hearted thing because the the, uh, the the TV that I saw was six o'clock news. No, no light. They're they're, they're at all. All they can do is talk to people going through and having tests. These test centres, and you think, could you just please to change the fucking record, will you? But they're doing this every day. And they're obviously stopping everyone. They're saying, "Hello, we're the BBC." And from my experience, Larry, and I don't know about yourself, but a lot of people are very compliant with the press because they love to be on TV, don't they? 
they think, oh, I'll get on TV. Yeah. So, every my opinion, everybody stops and they talk to the TV, but they had two people, two people. So they got to have the best that they can show. And the one lady, bless her, says, he says, oh, what, why, why are you here? He says. Oh, my, my husband had uh, a bit of a temperature yesterday and I feel like I've got a bit of a temperature. That's why we're here being tested. Right, so that was best number one. And then the best number two looked a perfectly able-bodied, fit, healthy guy and he says, oh, I think I need to come and have a test because I'm, I'm thinking of going back to work in the next few weeks. So that was the best that they had. But there's people out there, so they're getting tests. But when you go into Costa... Uh, oh, I've mentioned the brand, didn't I? Oops. Um, this coffee shop, it was just full of people. And I'm thinking there was takeaways open, but you could only order at the entry point. So I can understand the takeaways being open. But another thing that shocked me was um, the queues for Poundland. Both mm. the one in Leighton and the one in Leightonstone. You know, long queues for Poundland. Now... What are they desperate to buy in Poundland that you that's essential? No, I don't know why people don't value their time. Because as there was just because literally a hundred yards down the road where you can buy yeah, all your groceries, exactly. And so I mean, okay, so whoopie doop, you get a four pack of crappy toilet rolls. Well, go to Asda and get a four pack of crappy toilet rolls for £1.25. Yeah. It's worth 25p not to queue for an hour to get into Poundland. Hey, don't get me started on the Poundland four for whatever. I remember getting four Mars bars for a pound. I thought, bargain, four Mars bars. Then I opened it and the size of the packaging, no lie, mate, no lie, right? I thought they were the full-length Mars bars. When I opened them, no. They were fun size. They were fun size, yeah. And they padded the top ends to make it look like it was a full size. Well, you won't go there again. No. So that was it. That was your one trip to Poundland, that was, was it? Uh, that was a few years ago. So, uh, <laughs> uh, And someone says, well, did you not see the weight? The weight would have told you. I went, no, it said a pack of four. Yeah, I'm not looking at the weight. Yeah, the weight is telling me, oh, it's not four normal size Mars bars. Um, but for Diddy ones, yeah. they got the uses. Look, a few yeah, years yeah, back, yeah, yeah. I bought a pair of, um, and uh, I was away from home, and I was able to buy a pair of emergency reading glasses, which were approximately my yeah prescription. Okay, uh, close enough for me to read with them, right? For a quid, so you know, that's good. I I can't find anything wrong with that. Uh huh. So you know, they they got their uses, but honestly. Regularly going to Poundland to buy things for a pound that are one pound ten somewhere else. Yeah, guys, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Oh, <laughs> so I've clicked the uh, wrong one. I was going to the. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> of course, everybody's going to Poundland because. They, do, they don't really know what they want to make their mind up or what they want to buy. And they're just trying to walk down the aisles. They just want to go up and down the aisles looking at stuff they don't really need. Because of the time that they pound and land. So they're yeah, going so up and down the aisles in Poundland, making yeah. their mind up of what they might yeah. need. 
That was an amazing bit of rapping there. Danny. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> my, my life is complete. Yes, I know. I know. I, I tell you, I've got some more lined up, Larry. And uh, as you can probably tell, we, we call this lockdown live and uncut because um, it's just the two of us here in our living room here in East London. And uh, we don't have any studios or fancy gear or anything like that. And we just literally uh, record this. On the fly, don't well, we? We have a little good, topics good mics. and stuff. So um, yeah, we do sound professional, but maybe maybe we uh, we should be professional podcasters. What do you think, Larry? I think it would be smashing, smashing super great. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So that was my thing on the walk. What I did notice, though, apart from it booming a long blooming way, um, it was about two miles, uh, or just over two miles. So the Google Maps told me that. Uh, 55 minute walk I, I got there in 37 minutes no I didn't run I was just walking so it sort of begs a question Google Maps uh, assessment on a walking speed is that like just strolling is that like the people who just stroll up and round down the aisles in Poundland no no didn't you know strolling? that um, the Google walking speed is based on being on all fours pushing a <laughs> pee with your nose <laughs> I'll try that next time Although I don't fancy two miles of pushing a pee with my nose, let alone being on all fours. <laughs> Oy. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought I was going super quick. In fact, I could be an endurance runner because I worked out that speed I walked. And these people who do like 50K or 100K, that's like the, uh, I'm, I'm going quicker than their average speed. Now, oh, obviously, wow. people ask the question is, could you keep that up? Instead of just two miles, could you keep it up for 50 kilometers? Uh, which is about what twenty-eight miles? Don't yes, know. he could. Yeah, probably. But uh, and that's walking. Yeah, not not these people are supposed to be running, but uh, <laughs> that's another one. So did we work out yesterday from uh, our favourite song? To the Batmobile, let's go. Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. Yes, we're moving out. So, Batman and Robin, we are the Batman and Robin of podcasting. As I'm the old geezer, I think I pass as Batman, and you're the boy wonder, Larry. Is that uh, Robin, <laughs> boy wonder? You're rather over-egging this age difference here. <laughs> uh, I do like that theme tune. I might play it again later. But um, but no, on to uh, sort of more, more more serious notes on this. We're, we're just uh, having a bit of fun here because that's yeah, what we no, do. It's serious, we, we, but we let's started keep it brief. This yeah, we, we like to keep it light. Yeah. Um, we started this as a um, something to do and keeping us going. So I don't mm. know what you guys do to keep going during this lockdown or unlock another lockdown. We may have to come up with a new name, I think, Larry, for this uh, podcast because as they're beginning to Atlanta, lockdown live and uncut, um, people won't be locked down. Whilst we appreciate we may revert back to, um, maybe come up with a new title. I, d I don't know, different, you know, Strange days, new days, uh, new dawn. Um, come on, Larry, help me along here. Come on, some names. A couple of lerts. Uh, lerts. <laughs> yeah, because apparently we. we a lert and B lert. You got to be alert. Alert. Because Britain yeah. needs lerts. <laughs> what what is that phrase now? So they had, what was it? Stay home. Protect the NHS, save lives. That was the first strap line. So they like their triple strap lines, don't they, the uh, government? Isn't What's the current one? 
Stay alert. Stay alert. Keep your distance and save lives. Isn't that it? Something like that. Oh, it's. I um, don't know. I'll it's check. Uh, look. Look on the. You'll see the uh, minister on the BBC website, and it'll be in front of him because it's in green now. <laughs> and uh, no, 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 no Batmobile yet. Just it, mate. You know. So, um, so whilst Larry's uh, doing his research on that. And uh, you can tell we're proper professionals here because uh, this is what they do uh, on live TV shows. The producer, whilst the, peop- the people are waffling and there's normally four or five oh, yeah. guests, the producer in the background is pulling out stuff on the go. So stay alert, control the virus, save lives. That's the one. There you go. There control you go. the virus, save lives. So with all alerts, if we're all alert then that means we're able to control the virus Which is and save clearly nonsense. You lives. Control, you can't control the virus. Well, it, we're all in good control. I mean, a lot but of... I'm probably picking, you know, nitpicking here. Yeah, yeah. Because what they actually mean is, um, you know, manage our response to um, and contain. But that's a not really very catchy, is it? No. <laughs> they want their three punchy, strappy, it has catchy... has to be something simple, because yeah. most people apparently can only remember very simple instructions. I know. It's, it's the world we live in, you know, that apparently, you know, the attention span is the length of, uh, what is it, uh, an Instagram video of 10 seconds or something. It's bollocks, really, isn't yeah. it? The yeah. truth is there's pro- possibly a small minority of 5 or 10% of the population mm. that mm. can't concentrate, can't retain things, but... Uh, apparently, the rest of us all have to fall into line with this lowest common denominator. Yes. Which is quite yes, annoying. we do. I mean, having followed on, I think maybe one of the reasons why... Remember the days they said that we were getting a nanny state when Tony Blair was Prime Minister? Mm. And I think two decades on, they, maybe that's why we have so many Manelials. Mm. Nanny state, Manelials. Well, in the old days, those of us that were lucky enough to be born with, you know, a bit of intelligence... We yeah. just we just look out for people who, that weren't. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have to have this structured. In ooh, oh, oh! I tell you, just came alive. It's possessed. Oh my word, my word! <laughs> it obviously, it's <laughs> voice activated. Oh my god! It's voice activated. Hold it's on. It's the Exorcist Four. Yeah, they're they're saying no. You will listen to the TV. You will do this. I tell you, we'd hit the pause button, but. Uh, it's we were obviously uh, going too far off script. Look, it won't let us pause. It won't let us pause. Ah, I see what's happened. It's right, it's time to just switch it off completely. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah, yeah. what I think of the BBC. Just killed it. Just it's switch dead it now. off. Switch it off. So obviously it doesn't allow you to pause because I think what's happened is other programs are kicking off. So they're forcing you to watch the rest of it. Yeah. Jeez. So what was, my, what, what was I just saying? Lost my line of thought now. Uh, I think well, we were talking about the fact that, that we have to have this very simple message. Oh yes, simple, yeah. oversimplified messages because of the small percentage of people that can't cope with complicated instructions. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why the TV started because um, that's where they f- <laughs> that's where people get their uh, information from. Yeah, they're being fed fed to the uh, the masses. But uh, yeah, but yeah, on the um, so the quick serious point to make is that. Uh, uh, we ha- we're uh, having the relaxation of the restrictions today. It's Wednesday. It's the first day. Yep. Um, there was the confusion on Sunday when it appeared that Boris was sending every everybody back to their workplaces work on, Monday. on Monday. But uh, that was clarified, and today is the first day. And uh, it's just the people who can't work from so home. So today was the official first day. Is that right? 
that in the guidance, yeah. 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 So in the fifty page guidance mm. that came out, yeah. Yeah. And yet the news so had nothing to say. Well That's funny that. Anyway, my point is, um, we'll probably only see people going back to work where they can't do the work from home. Mm. Uh, because according to the British Chambers of Commerce, employers whose employees can work remotely are quotes terrified of bringing their employees to the workplace. The employer is. The employers are terrified, yes, because they're, 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 they're frightened that they will be sued to the extent that it would destroy the company. Wow. What, why, why, why do they think they would be sued? So, you know, what, what's, what's changed? What's, what's going on? Where are the dynamics? Well, I, I know what they are, but I'm just well doing my little, yeah, little well let's journalistic think, let's asking think the Muppet question. Yeah. yeah, let's think about the the profile of, of typical employees that are working remotely. They tend to be uh, knowledge workers, people that process information. Yeah, uh, IT people, um, sort of uh, clerical people doing more demanding type work. Yeah, administrative type. Yeah, people legal as well. work, yeah. accountancy work. Mm-hmm. These people are all very clear on their legal uh, rights and they understand the need for employers to provide a safe working environment. Yeah. Uh, More than that, I think most people understand that, but these type of people understand the the law, they understand the law well enough to know when they can bring lawyers in if they become injured or uh, a relative uh, becomes injured Mm -hmm. via them. Uh, and the employers know this. They know they're dealing with uh, knowledgeable yeah. employees who are confident to take them on legally. Mm-hmm. And as Chamber of Commerce says, they're absolutely terrified of what might happen next. Well, I remember for a lot of my inductions, having worked for many companies over the years, is that a lot of the inductions would be online. You have health and safety um, exercises that you have to take, and you're not permitted to start there until you've gone through all these computer-based training type stuff yeah where it's about health and safety sometimes places where you know you have uh, courses on uh, money laundering depending on what the the work is and all that type of stuff would we see something new coming in of the training of post-covid the health and safety regulations that the uh, employees and employers have to follow yeah there's an opportunity. I mean, a lo- uh, it's not just that they're terrified. They, they, a lot. I'm sure a lot of employers in white collar lines of work, yeah, are want to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not. It's not all about the money. They do uh, want to look after their staff. Yeah, and they're frightened they'll make a mistake. Now, I'm being devil's advocate here. We're looking at worst case scenarios here, aren't we? Because for the vast majority, and still this is the case, the vast majority of people who contract COVID-19, some of them have, the majority, they don't even know they've had it. Um, and then there's a small amount where they go through and there's a few minor symptoms. Yep. And then there's a smaller amount that have extreme symptoms. And then there's an even smaller amount that die from it. Yep. So we're looking at extreme scenarios here. So are we looking at a scenario where if someone is off work, for a week because of COVID, are they going to sue the company? No. 
Right. So if they unlikely, w- if they've no, contracted tr- it, no, and they need they to have had a permanent anymore. damage. So yeah, permanent we, damage. Okay. Exactly. So we're we're having we're having there are a bit co- like the old asbestos. There type are COVID stuff. victims dying, obviously. So the families mm. will be entitled to recompense for that if it's yeah if it you know can be proven to be the employers uh, not pr- not providing adequate. In, uh, safety and it was contracted at work or, mm-hmm. or, or on balance of balance of probability it was contracted at work yeah the yeah. burden of proof for civil cases is not as high as criminal cases mm-hmm. um uh, and also that we have the issue of in less perhaps less uh, affluent uh, work, blue collar work uh, groups we will have the ambulance chasing um no win no fee lawyers who will see an opportunity to you know play the numbers game so they will represent thousands and thousands of factory workers and they only need to get lucky with one or two and be able to prove that they were that the employer was culpable Mm. Um, and they typically take 30 to 50 percent of the settlement but again culpable of something serious happening yeah but it doesn't as as difficult as it is to prove Mm. uh, if you've got 10 million people doing this even if only a hundred thousand are successful, and they manage to, uh, to sue their employers for multi millions each, that is a tremendous amount of money. Mm. This is hundreds of billions of pounds. Yeah, because yeah. you did say before we uh, started recording that uh, these no win no fees because they they are pretty uh, vulture bunch, sh- oh yes, shall we yeah. say? Yep. That they'd be out leafleting all the uh, cars and everything around the building sites. You know, yeah, building sites, factories, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. saying that uh, you know, making sure that they're employees. So, and it's a bit like PPI. Once a few people mm. succeed, yeah, there'll yeah. be a torrent. Then you have to allocate uh, resources to it. And also, it's once a few cases have been have have finally, because they do take a long time. Yeah. Once a few of them gone to settlement, once they have those settlements become uh, precedents, yeah. which means that later cases uh, the judges will look at those earlier cases and say right mm. okay we handed out 250,000 pounds because someone had permanent liver damage yeah from now on we always hand out 250,000 or more for, mm. for that mm. outcome yeah uh, no matter what even if a million people come forward we've got to hand yeah. out 250,000 to, to every all one of, of those million people you can't you can't say to the later ones Oh, sorry, guys. We've you're late. Out. You're late, mate. The funds run out. The funds run out. We're only mate. handing a few yeah, thousand yeah, out yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it could, you know, it could potentially bankrupt the country. Indeed, it could. But speaking of um, funds and running out and bankrupt the company and whatever, so uh, finally the media managed to get the uh, chancellor to say what we all knew anyway that there's a recession. And uh, and there's going to be a probably a deep recession, certainly in the UK. Don't know about other countries, and uh, it's it's a case of w- we we knew this, didn't we, Larry? I mean, when when we c- on the one podcast we mentioned about ninety seven percent drop in car sales. I mean, you don't need a you don't need a yes, rocket science degree to work out. imaginings. I I I thought I was being aggressive and predicting yeah. a ninety percent drop. So the economy dropped 2%, and bearing in mind, shutdown didn't happen till the end of March. So for that quarter, we had one week, one week of shutdown, yeah. and it dropped 2%. Yes. So it's going to be a big drop. Now, we won't give the figures, but um, um, Ms. Ms. Bl- um, 
<laughs> Gloomsburg, I call her. Um, she 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 won't let it go. She's like a dog with a bone, and uh, you know they know what the answers are. But they, it's like I I know when I'm asking you some of the questions, Larry. It's just to be like a bit of a journo here. Is I know what the answers are, but you ask the question to get the person to give the answer. So um, they finally got their way and he got it to answer it. But we we all know that it's it's inevitable. And another thing that I think is is inevitable is that the amount of people who are on furlough right now, that by the end of the year, there won't be jobs for them. You know, this that's uh, a statement of a fact, but the press people s- were still asking them, how are you going to save this? How are you going to save that? It's almost like they're asking governments to save the planet when really... It just needs to go through a cycle, doesn't it, Larry? This is this is part of economic cycle. You can't artificially keep bolstering things up. And uh, it was interesting that in the news they went through historically when these figures had happened before, and of course they'd happened before. Um, both, I think it was two thousand seven. Um, there was another time in the nineties uh, or early noughties, and there was the eighties. 70s so there's an economic cycle i've not studied economics mm. but there's a cycle there so is let the cycle progress why do people still expect handouts from governments to save their companies save their organizations it's well we should know. be more selective so mm. we should be looking at companies saying and critically and saying well okay this company was doomed anyway so we won't throw good money after bad. Yeah. We won't give them any furlough money or any loans. Just mm. What's the point? Wait, they you're just delaying the inevitable. Yeah, let said. them go bust. N- whereas if there are firms which were, you know, very profitable and have been growing their profitability quarter on yeah. quarter for yeah. five years, yeah. um, probably should fund us some money because we're in a very strange situation. Now, we talk about recessions, but I'm just having a quick look at the Wikipedia page on the Great Depression um and the reduction in gdp and that's the effectively the reduction in size of the economy over the three years from 29 to 32 the worst years of it dropping was 15 percent now we've already seen two percent uh in a week yeah yeah out of 15 percent so we're definitely in depression territory yeah yeah Uh, i don't think we can compare this with a normal recession the 2008-2009, the last one we had, uh, the economy shrank by 1%. Yeah. We saw 2% in a week in mm. March. Mm. So, mm. you know, this is on a it's on a whole other scale. Yeah, it's unprecedented. Well, is that word again? Well, it is precedented, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. precedented by the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. And people will then come back and say, we live in different times. Because that, that in that Great Depression... I don't recall any governments helping people out. Well, I wasn't around at that okay, time, by okay, the way. They, they I, I know I'm old, they but did not in the end old. with the New Deal just before the first. It took a, took a long time. It was before the. Uh, mm, it's just before the Second World War. Yeah. So um, the American economy was recovering as it came into the Second World War. Um, what I would say, I'm not an eco- economist, but I'm, I'm aware of a few things. I know that in the 1920s, the American economy and the British economy did it too, but earlier, uh, the common man were borrowing huge amounts of money to buy stock. Right. Yeah. So ordinary people 
were borrowing to buy oh, okay. shares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that has not happened this time. So that's one problem we don't have mm. in th that uh, people's savings, what, well, um, people, sorry, not savings, people's, people are not borrowing to buy shares. Yeah. Because they were left in America, and the, the one of the reasons the Great Depression was so bad in America is that people have borrowed s large amounts of money yeah. and lost all that money. Yeah. Effectively gambling on the stock yeah, market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, as far as I know, that's not happened this time. Well, it's fascinating because the last time we had that blip, 2007, mm. that was people borrowing money on property and borrowing yes. on borrowing borrowing on debt. So, whereas this one, it's a completely different scenario. Yes, it's uh, just businesses stopped. True. The the coming into this rather weird depression because it wouldn't have happened without the virus. Yeah. Um, banks are more are. Th th they're more capitalized. They still don't really have enough money, but yeah. they've got a lot more capital yeah. than they did in the 2008-9. Um, people have a, a lot... The, the housing market is calmer. P prices are still too high, but they've come down a bit. Yeah. And people are, uh, are being very wary, much more wary about things like equity withdrawal, which was very fashionable around yeah. about the time of the last yeah. recession. But you mentioned... You so don't, you so don't people aren't as indebted. You mentioned you don't think... Um, we went into companies weren't suffering because there was a number of companies that folded within a day or two of the lockdown. They announced their closure. Oh yeah. So, um, companies. Call me. Yeah. Call me. Not uh, banks. But yeah. we're talking about companies yeah. now. Organisations. Yes. Announced they went into administration. They went bust within 24, 48 hours yeah. of lockdown. And in fact, there was that famous airline that I used to fly with regularly, Flybe that folded in uh, January, February time. Mm. And they were asking for a handout from the government and they said no. And then as soon as um, this came in, the organisations that said that they shouldn't give any money to Flybe are they themselves asking for money. Um, so I just found it ironic that uh, they say that everything was fine until this. I said, no, 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 it weren't fine. Yeah, so don't use the virus as an excuse why your business has gone under is it was already going under people should be honest yeah and i don't think and they are very very tempting i don't think they are to take because, free money um, but they should yeah. be honest and say look and it, and the truth will ca catch up with them eventually because when at the moment the government is moving very fast but will the truth ever catch up larry yes it will because at the moment is panic moves right yeah so the government can't afford to spend time analyzing they just have to react. Okay. Mm. But every day. But over the next 20 years, they'll be going through the accounts of all these firms that took money. And and they'll be able to pick off the one off one at a time. So hang on a minute. Oh, okay. Hang on a minute. You had. If, you if had they do that. Yeah. You yeah. had a strong balance sheet uh, and you took money you shouldn't have. You didn't need it. Or you were clearly going to go bust and you just took the money and then went bust later yeah and you always knew you were going to go bust that that will take years that will take years if not the decades rev the revenue do that the yeah. revenue work back 20 30 years i appreciate that the, on the only point i was making when you say that uh, it will catch up with them is the truth will catch up with them which i agree with however the the damage and the the message has already gone out where every not every quite every day but every week there's misinformation being given out in the in the media streams where they're taking stories and they're making it into a fake story by editing out key words and right. parts of interviews. 
Whilst these media outlets then apologise 24, 48 hours, in that 24 or 48 hour window, that incorrect message has gone out and then people's brains have been muddied with, oh, so-and-so. It's all political stuff, by the way. It's all, you know, point scoring and all that nonsense. And uh, so there's an example. So when people say, like when Flybe says, oh, we've gone bust because of uh, COVID, that's the headline and that's what will stay. And it's still there until someone goes back. And it will take years or decades for someone to go through those books and say, well, actually, it will. you've been going bust for three years. Why didn't you just fault then you know so they've yeah. been taking money up to that point and that's my only yeah. point is that yeah. yes the truth will catch them the truth will seek you out but um, oh yeah it's an imperfect world i mean yeah. the shareholders yeah. and, and company executives will a lot of them will get away with it yeah. because the, yeah. the, the truth won't come out till after they're dead absolutely there's a lot of them are old <laughs> so um that's something on there in terms of the recession and the no win no fee and people being scared but the thing that they're still missing it. One fact which we mentioned at the beginning, and I know you're ready to go go and go straight into this uh, piece. Though, yeah, they're still missing this point. They see, I'd, I've seen some stories, and I don't know whether it's true, from around the world, and certain sectors of the media are trying to make this into a racial thing, where they're focusing on, and the facts that they quote are correct, but it's not the full facts. And the reason why I use the word facts is because if you take the C out of it, we get what it's actually really about. And that's the facts. That's what's yeah. causing the issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an age thing. It's not a, uh, you know, it's people's immune systems. And we talk about that. But they, they're, they're, for some reason, the media aren't using this. They're, they're, they're going on the racial thing, which is factually correct, but they're not giving the full facts which comes back to my fake news and they're just they have an agenda trying to make it into a racial thing or an economic thing and um, when they were talking about New York about poor people dying and uh, yes poor people die more poor people are dying but why because they're unhealthy it's the old FAT you know that's that's the cold hard uh, facts at the moment but that's not coming out for some reason we don't know why that's no, not coming out. I don't understand what the objective is here. Perhaps uh, perhaps the objective is to uh, reduce the number of fat people in the world. <laughs> and that, that basically mm. the, the, the authorities are saying, well, let's not dwell on the fact that it's fat people who are dying because... Yeah. Uh, well, what are you doing now? I was just uh, getting the... Uh, lining up the song. So... Um, because they're coming out, you yeah. see. So, so it'll come out eventually. Okay, yeah, of course. But uh, I guess in the end of the day, if if uh, globally uh, or the authorities don't want to uh, face up to the fact that it's fat people dying, mm. the virus, you know, fat people have got the problem with the, their ability to process oxygen into their yeah. blood. Yeah. Um, we won't go through the breathing like we did. No, we won't go through it again. We've been through it so if not that kind of breathing, by the okay, way. Okay, so w maybe they don't mind. Mm. Maybe they don't mind that we lose millions of fat people. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's their agenda. I don't know. Maybe not an agenda. It's just something they don't care about. I, I think know? it's the last one you've just said. They yeah. just don't care. They don't care that a lot of fat people are going to no. keel over. I, I'm and don't see the point in trying to get them to change their ways. There, there is certain sectors of the 
print press and some of the t- TV areas, media where there's like there's a magazine called Just Be, mm. yeah, and it's promoting plus size people and body positive. I'm all for the body positive and all that. It's fantastic, but it's saying it's okay just to be. Uh, but they've dropped the last three races just to be fat. Yeah, well, it's not okay just to be no. fat. And uh, but I think they've normalised it so much over the decades, and we're not here fat shaming, by the way. We're not fat shaming. We're, no. we're quoting you statements of facts of w- the majority of the people who seem to be dying or suffering really badly. The ones who they've had on TV and they've quote unquote said no underlying health conditions, but they're obese. Every one of them they've had on TV has been obese or fat. Yeah. Yeah. And they say no underlying health conditions. That's what's misleading. That's what's uninformative. And that's not giving the correct message. And people need to be told the truth. Or actually, no, they just want to well hear what they want to hear. Well, apparently they don't. Maybe, as I say, the authorities are just happy for them to eventually all end up in intensive yeah, care yeah. and a lot of them to die. Yeah. Well. That's <laughs> the only conclusion I can come to. So will, will we see them coming out? Will we ever see the truth? coming out i don't know see diana's coming so diana came out diana ross came out so we're going to finish off with a joke of the day joke of the day another awful joke joke for you and um (laughs) and it has nothing to do with the fact we're just talking about overweight (laughs) no it's totally coincidental um, I, I I picked this joke out because it was funny. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. <laughs> go on, go for it, Larry. Why? Why don't you see hippos hiding in trees? I don't know, Larry. Why don't you see hippos? Was it hiding in trees? Hiding in trees. Go on. Because they're really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, another nice surreal joke for you. That was. Yes, thank you for that joke, Larry. They're really good at it. That's why we don't see them. Fantastic. (laughs) Maybe there's lots of people out there who are really good at hiding the truth and it'll never come out, will it? Because they're good at hiding it. But anyway, we've certainly enjoyed doing our 30th epic episode. What do you think, Larry? Yeah, big and round, 30. Big round, 30. Yes, 30. On the 13th of May, this has been Lockdown Live and Uncut from East London here in the UK. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope it's been informative and entertaining in some way or educational. And we'll look forward to chatting with you again tomorrow on episode 31. Bye for now. Cheerio.